We back in the lab, we making some noise, so go turn your decibels up. Yeah. Black skin, white coat, oh no, who was nice as us? Made Jim really told us no limits, so we about to take this up. Went from mixing in the kitchen to the lab, and now nah, I can make this up. Be side, be scientist, be side, be scientist. We shining a light on the people of color to show them how fly it is. Be side, be scientist, be side, be scientist. We back in the lab with white coats on our back, trying to show what time it is. Hey. And welcome back to the B-Sciences Podcast, the podcast by the Black Science Coalition Institute, or B-Sci. When you hear this sound, that is our citation sound. So please go to bsci.org backslash B-Scientist to find our citation archive. We can find all of our show notes and citations for every episode ever. I am geoarchaeologist Jordan Chapman, and as always, we have chemist Jana Carpenter. And today is B-Sci's second year anniversary so congrats to us clap it up clap it up it's my go to yeah that's really, i like it <laughs> i wish we had a soundboard that'd be nice that could be hey if you got money and you're like hey we we need to give b-side a birthday present give us a soundboard that'd be yeah dope. if you're tired of hearing my low quality bounce <laughs> feel free to hit that donate button if they donate but <laughs> <laughs> Right. You better listen to Jenna, man. <laughs> yeah. I even have another one for our anniversary, which that? is, of course, happy birthday, happy birthday to you. Yeah. Happy, happy birthday to Happy birthday. Exactly. So, <laughs> dope, dope. I hope we don't get sued, but that was just a little Oh, sample. yeah. We might get sued. Hey, listen. I mean, we were, I think, I think, don't quote me on this. This is not a citation. But I think you can we can get away with like maybe like a snippet, and that was a yeah. snippet. What is it like six six bars of a of a um, song or six seconds? Six, I can never six remember. bars, six seconds. Oh, who something like that. Yeah. Um, Either way, just I don't think we're us. Good. Yeah, yeah, we're probably fine. <laughs> yeah, please don't. <laughs> no, just don't. Please don't. It's not even worth it. I don't think it's about really it. Not. We weren't trying to hurt anyone. We just wanted to celebrate our two year anniversary. Like. Please. It's educational. I think we can get away if we say it's education. We're just trying to educate yeah. people about Visa. This is all education, and honestly, you're welcome. <laughs> right. Please and thank you. But today, yeah, we also wanted. So we have a couple things. Um, at the end of the podcast, we'll kind of talk about Visa a little bit more specifically, and some of the things we're planning for the future, and where we think the organization might go. But we also want to talk about two things specifically um first we're going to talk about the current situation in texas and other places around the country due to the polar vortex and other events related to climate and then we'll talk about mars perseverance which landed i guess that was about two days ago now yeah on the Something 18th like that. on the 18th yeah so we're recording on the 20th on saturday but yeah, we were super excited about that. So we'll talk about that too. Um, but first, we're going to talk about this situation in Texas. Uh, Jenna, you want to set that up for us? Yeah, um, it's honestly quite a grim situation. And I think our thoughts and uh, prayers and good vibes are, are going out to those in Texas. For sure. It's really kind of a crazy uh, phenomenon that I don't think a lot of people really understood unless you live in Texas. But mm-hmm. the fact that they have these widespread power outages is due to um, Texas choosing to have its own separate power grid from the rest of the nation. So the nation is kind of separated in between the East uh, U.S. power grid and the West U.S. power grid. And then there's Texas right in the <laughs> middle with their mm-hmm. own power grid system that is partially coal and partially wind turbine um, natural gas powered mm-hmm. and of course as most things that are you know run by private companies there's a lot of profit yeah. involved and that profit goes down when you take precautions and put in place yeah. you know you safety uh, measures such as, you know, weathering your power system. Mm-hmm. And they did not do that because it would have cut into costs, profits, 
rather. Mm-hmm. And that kind of caused their power system to freeze over <laughs> quite right. literally. Mm-hmm. And so you have 4.5 million customers in Texas lost their power completely mm-hmm. for I I mean, there's still places that don't have power today, but it was at least three full days of no power whatsoever. And I don't know if anyone has ever lived through having frozen pipes, but once it starts to thaw a little bit, you know, you got to think about what's happening. Frozen ice is expanded. Mm -hmm. And so once it starts to thaw out, I become liquid water again you can have widespread pipes bursting everywhere mm-hmm. so you have people's homes actually starting to fall apart from this, this pipe damage uh, and on top of that it's freezing cold right. in their homes because they don't have power so mm-hmm. it's a major issue and it all kind of ties back to privatizing really major Basic utilities. Yeah, utilities. Mm-hmm. And so it's kind of something I wanted to talk about because our entire power grid system across the nation is actually overdue. Yeah. And so we should kind of be cautious because these kinds of things will keep happening. And mm-hmm. I won't name any names, but certain, certain uh, disbelievers of climate change would have said, well, I'll believe climate change is real when Texas freezes over. Well, guess what? <laughs> it just did. <laughs> it just did. So, <laughs> need I say more? Uh, <laughs> this is another man. classic example of why we should listen to scientists who actually know what they're doing because it's their career. Yes. So that things like this don't happen. Yeah, I mean, you would... Jenna may have faced, and it's like... You know, she's she's disgusted is what she's saying. She just <laughs> yeah. she just doesn't understand. Oh man, if this was a visual podcast like a live stream, people would mm-hmm. I think they would lose sight of what I'm saying because of my facial expressions. Because I yeah. can never handle <laughs> any of it. Like right. most of the pauses that I take is because I'm trying to calm myself down from how <laughs> angry I am. That seems like no, that's are fair. Happening. <laughs> that's legitimately fair. I so. mean, it is frustrating, like one <clears throat> Not to name any names, but a couple of politicians in Texas, one they one tried to blame it on wind turbines, which just just didn't make any sense. Like what? It just didn't make any sense. I don't I don't understand. And he and, and the Green New Deal, which was like it hasn't even been implemented like that. So it's just like, what are you? What's going on here? Like, and, and then know. it's. It's not even it's not even accurate because it's not fully wind turbine yeah. controlled. It's mm-hmm. also coal. But the fact is the fact of the matter is none of that was weatherized and that is an option right. that you have to pay for and make sure it's in place so that it doesn't freeze over. So it's not like this is a bad source of natural energy. It's just mm-hmm. private corporations and certain politicians make money off of not putting in safety measures yeah <laughs> so that's just the fact of the matter this has nothing to do with natural gas being a great alternative to coal sources of power it's okay yeah so that's a that's a, mute, a moot argument and i hate people who say that <laughs> yeah and then so one thing that i was thinking about when i first heard about this power grade situation and again, I'm going to mention Kirsty Scott again. At this point, you you guys know I'm just in love with Kirsty Scott. I'm sorry, I, I I apologize. But there's an episode or a YouTube video of Kirsty Scott where they talk about solar flares and the implications of that. And guess what comes up? The power grid. I mean, that's because there have been solar flares that have impacted Earth's magnetic field that have done that have done things that would have potentially crashed the power grid. Now, the last time like there was a major solar flare that could have impacted the, the power grid, it was in like the 1800s or something like that. So there was no power grid to speak of, per se. However, 
if there was a power grid, it would have shut it down because our power grid is just outdated. So that's something to think about. They have not updated the power grid to handle today's standards. Like, And scientists have been warning that a major solar flare could easily happen. They talk about it. It's out there. It could definitely happen. But and it like one thing they tried to do um, in Texas was just do rolling blackouts to prevent our outages, outages. But that didn't that helped a lot for some places. But it wasn't the most effective way. And that is something that could happen during a solar flare. If 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 it, they could do the same thing, they could use rolling blackouts to try to mitigate that problem. But it, there are other situations and solutions. Like Jenna said, just updating your power grid system seems like the easiest one sure it's going to be expensive but in the long run it probably works out better for your citizens so it doesn't seem that hard of a a choice but there it is agreed and it's i mean again going back to like why aren't we just listening to the experts Mm -hmm. you know they've been like (laughs) all but preaching this and the evidence is there and all we have to do is act on it yeah, the evidence is the, that's that's the most that that frustrates me a lot. It's just like I get like I'm, I'm a you know I think part of the reason in thinking about B-Side's second anniversary day we even existed because we are very passionate about helping the world and making it a better place through science. So we make passionate arguments that oh, they're not always you know scientifically backed. They're just us being upset and frustrated at people for not caring as much as they probably should or whatever, but. Um, a lot of it just comes down to evidence-based policies. Like, why is that such a, that's not that hard. It's just, if something, if numbers support a conclusion, then do the conclusion in whatever, whatever is suggested from the conclusion. Like, it should not be like, well, this is cheaper, but it's going to kill or cause major problems for millions of people. So we should just do that because it's cheaper. It should be, oh, it's going to help millions of people. And yeah, it'll be expensive. But usually what happens in situations like that is like, it'll be expensive today, but it'll be way less expensive in like 20 years. Like, And if it's that, then I just don't understand. It just, it just doesn't make any sense. It really doesn't. No one was prepared for that kind of an ice storm to happen in mm-hmm. Texas. And so a lot of people are faced with having to learn how to survive. Yeah, and I I don't know the the metric on on people are are dying in this situation, but it's definitely not safe at all. And people could very well die because of this, you know. Yeah. And it, it brings up other social issues as well that we could definitely go into. But just just staying topical, I, it's just this is avoidable. It's right? avoidable, and yeah. you know you have people in power telling you misinformation. Oh, we'll have rolling blackouts, but then having extended power outages, you know, that's not truth. That's not truthful dissemination of information. And mm. and we have to be honest with ourselves and with the people that we're serving. <laughs> Can't just say whatever and the problem will go away. <laughs> right. So I don't know. I read, I forget where I read this, but there, and I'll try to find it um, by the time the episode airs. But apparently, they were moments away in Texas from just having complete and total, like just complete blackout situations. And it's just like you you would expect people to have the foresight, and it it's sad when people just don't have that foresight. As Jenna was saying, like it's, if the experts the experts are telling you something, then it, it seems like you should just listen and just not be selfish because it comes down to like these two just people with their own self-serving goals and it's frustrating agreed on a on a lighter note i suppose and again hoping that you know things get better in texas and that you know full yeah, power to texas. And, and you know people with with structural damage get what they need but on a lighter note, you know, other history was made this week mm-hmm. with the successful landing of Perseverance on Perseverance. Mars. Yeah. Wow. Saying that out loud is pretty wild. What a day and age that we live to see something so magical happening. Mm-hmm. Do you want? Because no, I, I know this is you. Like we've been talking about this happening for for a long time coming, and now it's finally here. What are your thoughts? 
Uh, I was super excited. Like, so for me, like I had class at that. I had a class that ended like 20 minutes before Perseverance was supposed to touch down. And I left class and immediately just rushed home. because so I, I just got to, I just want to see the reaction in the room um, at um, NASA um, JPL when it, when it happens. And I like, I just made it in time to see. So I was super happy because of that. And then it's just nice because one of those things that hopefully we realize, I, it always makes me happy to see when people get excited about the different launches and stuff. Like I know last summer there was the SpaceX launch and that was a pretty big and televised event. And now this one, it just makes me happy to see that because when we think about just how people get inspired by science, that's what that's usually what it is. It's something like that having a moment where we all come together and see something happening that, you know, it's super, it's natural. Like for, for example, um, a few years ago when we all got to see the solar eclipse, you know, that's a moment where people all got together and got to see something that was super scientifically based and people got to see a natural event and had scientific explanations and experts explaining it. And people were super excited about it because it doesn't happen a lot, but it is a natural event. And that inspires people to go, I want to know more about that. And then they'd be scientists. So it's always good to see that. And this was one of those moments, I think, that could be, not even that it could be today or on the 18th, but I think it could inspire even more in the next few years because there are a lot of different NASA missions going on. Like Artemis is another one that aims to eventually lead to going to Mars. Like, not just putting a rover there, but actually putting astronauts on Mars. And we're still quite a ways away from that. But moments like this makes it seem not so much like a dream. Yeah. And I think the fact that they were able to bring so much equipment Mm. successfully on this mission is going to really be a game changer there are several components to this one ton size mm-hmm. Mars rover. And so, I mean, it's got multiple components. It's got a microphone, which is cool. Mm-hmm. I mean, <laughs> I've always wanted to hear what it sounds like on Mars. Right. <laughs> but they also have a little portable Raman spectrometer mm-hmm. to pick up on organic compounds that might be present because, you know, the whole idea is is mars habitable was there life here and if there was how did it survive and what were the conditions like you know right. four million years ago or something like that oh i hope that's not wrong i don't have the numbers but i know what you mean but yeah and so this is pretty extraordinary um and it's giving us hope for future missions um mm-hmm. like i know they're planning to also send out um, a rover to Saturn's moon, um, mm-hmm. probably in, I think it's 2034. Um, nope. But, you know, this is really giving a lot of hope to a lot of scientists who've been working so hard to bring this project to, to you know, fruition, to success, and it's actually happening now. And, mm-hmm. um, it's really cool. And, you know, it's really awesome about NASA is that, you know, they've kind of brought on really amazing scientists but also really amazing communicators of science Mm -hmm. and now it seems really accessible to kind of understand like why is this so special you know right um but just the way they've been able to like highly publicize this event is really cool and i think people are going to be really excited about what comes out of it who knows maybe in a hundred years we'll take step well not us obviously <laughs> but <laughs> someone will finally right. take you know the first steps on mars and who knows where we go from there but it's really exciting really happy to see this happen can't wait to see where this goes yeah i hope it's not a hundred years i hope it's yeah. a lot soon i, I want to see that i, I really want to see 
us take those i don't think i'll be here in 100 years so i hope they speed it up <laughs> yeah i mean we can start a gofundme now because i'm assuming it'll <laughs> cost millions of dollars but um one day mm-hmm. yeah. yeah i mean it, there's a lot of exciting stuff happening so go nasa shout um, out to science shout out to, shout out to science chemistry shout out to all my spectrums spectrometrists <laughs> out there who were excited to see a Raman spectrometer. No one knew what that was two days ago, but look at us now. <laughs> anyway. <Nice>. <laughs> <laughs> um, I also know there's um, the helicopter, like the small drone that's on um, Perseverance is actually supposed to be, it, it will be the first time NASA has tested such a device on a different um celestial body that's not earth which you know that's a big step too when you think about it like the fact that you because it it must take a lot of work to get a drone to move on a like one takeoff on a different planet and then move around on a different planet because they're not you know here on earth like once you send a signal it's it's going to be there pretty fast that signal is going to take a second to get to mars and then operate so it that's pretty impressive and I cannot begin to explain how that works. So shout out to them again for even thinking of that. Like, that's amazing. Um, and I'm sure that'll, like, the images that'll come from that are going to be wild. Like, man, I can only imagine. And also, one thing, um, I think the NASA Perseverance team is also relatively diverse. Like, I know, I think the woman who made the call for touchdown is actually a Native American woman. I'll make sure to check that, but I think that's the case. And if so, like, again, just a huge step. So, yeah, I mean, getting on to B-side. I mean, today is our second anniversary, as we said at the beginning of the episode. And it's, you know, it's been a journey, um, Jenna. You know, we went from, you know, we started at the bottom. Oh, okay, I'm not going to do that. I'm not, I'm just not. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, we came a long way. It, it, take, it definitely took a lot of effort. It took a lot of work. And it took a lot of people coming together, you know. Um, I remember asking you in the lab one day if you wanted to join, and I was happy you said yes, because um, I had thought about it. I was actually considering it for a while. It's like, man, I should just ask Jenna if she wants to be part of it, because um, you had said a couple things, and I was like, let's just ask her. And I'm glad <laughs> I was just like, you know what, Jenna, do you want to be part of this? And you said yes. So the same thing with Khalil, because I had been thinking about it too for a while, because we would talk about Black Panther all day. And I was like, I should have asked him like months ago. <laughs> so I'm glad that those moments happened. And even over the last year, um, having Chad, Janae, and Dr. Tolson, who you heard last week, on a, or not last week, but two weeks ago on the podcast, she, all of them, because those were all very special moments in themselves, like, because you, we put out a call for someone to join the team. And when something like that happens, <clears throat> it's a little weird because you're like, if is this going to be successful? Are we going to find the right person? Is anyone going to even apply? Do they care? <laughs> so um, in each moment, I mean, first of all, when um, Janae, uh, that one was very special because she, not only did she become um, B-Side Secretary, but she also brought a chapter with her which was just wild to think about like that's that that is a move like i don't i've that's that was crazy um so shout out to janae and then um i remember the day we put out the call for a science communication officer and like within like two hours chad had already (laughs) sent the thing in um for chanel i think it was like a day or two later and i was like okay but chanel like it was it was one of the easiest calls I've ever had to make for anything. It was just like, oh yeah, no, no way. Like she can't not be part of this. So I'm just always excited to um, have you guys on board. Um, and then Kalia too. You know, the website would not be what it is without her. And happy birthday because today is actually her birthday. So happy birthday! Happy birthday. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so it's just it's just a lot of things that happen. Um, that you know you don't really expect, but they happen. Uh, so shout out to you guys. I know I'm going to see you. We're having a board meeting tomorrow, so I'm going to see everyone again there. But yeah, I mean, yeah. They, it's just super easy because of you guys. Well, you make it really easy to get excited to do something that makes us all feel good about something in this world, in this crazy mm. world of ours. But I mean, <laughs> no, seriously, like 
thinking back to that moment when you asked me, I was, I really didn't realize how much I needed something like this. And I think a lot of people who have since followed us can agree is that, you know, we all know that to make it in this field, you kind of have to know people sometimes, which kind of sucks, right? Because it's hard to network in a space that you aren't really quite familiar with being someone who doesn't have an extensive, you know, family background of of STEM and science and stuff. And so, Mm. so you join these big organizations, associations for your field, you pay the membership fee, Mm-hmm. And you put that on your resume and, and it's cool. And, you know, people are like, oh, okay, you're, you're associated in your field with this major national association, but you don't really connect with the people in this national organization. Right. And so I felt like b is more like you have this peer to peer connection that you can actually make an actual discussion, you know, mm-hmm. across the nation with people that you can actually connect with and bond with on a level that is much further than just something that you can just slap on your res- on your resume right and so right. it's just really special to me because i don't know it's i never would have thought i would meet people in philly right and like baltimore <laughs> and you know other places in, in california you know like mm-hmm. and without leaving my my house mm-hmm. and so uh, Bisa has been really important to me in that regard because I've been able to make connections with people that actually mean something and not just, oh, you're in such and such society. Oh, yeah. I don't really know what it does for me, but it's there, mm-hmm. you know? So it's it's very right. personal and, and um, I really appreciate that about, about Bisa. And obviously, I wouldn't be able to say that without you. So nah. <laughs> thank you, Prez. Thanks. I appreciate it. <laughs> appreciate it. I mean, yeah, that's that was the whole goal was like I remember just I guess two years ago, maybe even a little bit more, just feeling super isolated because it's like in leaving Penn State, it was like I didn't meet that many other black scientists at Penn State. I met like a few, but not not enough. It's probably never enough, but just not enough. It's no other way to put that. So then after that it was about just, just, I just felt isolated. I went back home to CCP, Community College of Philadelphia, to take some more classes because I didn't feel prepared as a grad student yet. And just that whole experience um, defined a lot because going to that boxing gym, um, <clears throat> Mary Anderson back in Philadelphia, that's kind of where this whole thing got started, honestly. Um, it was like, I need to do something. There, I would hear people talking, just like people are smart, you know. And sometimes, you know, they have little, got ideas that don't necessarily agree with science but then it's in those moments when you see that just because people don't have the scientific background doesn't mean they're not smart and that sometimes you just got to give them a push and that's kind of where all the idea really started and then like i said khalil's boxing coach at mary anderson so <laughs> having him there uh, we had the same team you know we were on the same boxing team it was just like you know um this dude who is an accountant loves comics and his his daughters want to be scientists maybe one day. And it's like, of course, like, why would I not ask this dude? Should have asked him a hundred years ago. Um, Kalia was way easier. It's like, I've known Kalia since fourth grade. So it was just like, well, come on, <laughs> why not? So, and then everything that happened since then has been, yeah, I mean, it's been relatively easy. That's not to say there haven't been challenges. Like the applying for our 501c3 was super stressful. I'll just say that right now. Like that whole process, it, took at least half a year yeah. and it's just it was a lot but i wanted and maybe there were definitely ways to make it faster like we could have we could have paid somebody we didn't have any money <laughs> so so we had to do a lot of it by ourselves and then even then doing it by ourselves still required money that um, was still required um an application fee that was not cheap so then <laughs> you had to just we had to go about it that way and then when you have to look at a tax document like that, it's just super intimidating. And it was easier than what you think it is. And I think I, that's probably all tax um, documentation, honestly, in a lot of ways. And I'm not saying it can't be super difficult sometimes. And there are things I still wish I was more confident in and understanding certain tax codes. But it's not as hard as I thought it was going to be. So that was very helpful. 
And then that day we got our 501c3 was, you know, after all of that, because we had our nonprofit status in PA for, so that's what our anniversary is. That's actually the two year date from our nonprofit status in PA. But getting that 501c3 meant that we could really start to open up um, B-Side and really start growing because we can get donations. And I mean, we could have got donations before that, but my whole thing was we shouldn't ask for donations if we can't give everyone the full benefits behind getting your donation, which is that if you donate to B-Side, you can write that off on your taxes as uh, you gave to charity. We couldn't have done that without the 501c3. And I wanted to make sure that people had that and something they could do. So there it is. And it's there now. Um, and since then, we've grown so much. You know, we've we actually made a profit last year. We're talking about doing scholarships this year. And we're talking about a whole lot of stuff, Jenna. So if I had a question for you um, as a board member and a member of B-Size, like, what are you kind of excited about going forward? Oh, man, I'm excited to like meet more people because I think uh, a lot a lot of other universities even have, have started to kind of like reach out and are excited about what we're doing. You know, there's an actual B-Side chapter. Shout out to Janae, mm -hmm. you know. And, Janae. and so <laughs> I'm really excited to meet more people and kind of make more of a connection and help people, you know, like we talked about the scholarships. I think it would be incredible to give back to the communities that we are a part of already. You know, that's the whole idea, right? Mm -hmm. I, I love giving back to my community. And so being able to see that come come to light would be amazing. And I don't know, just growth, even more growth. I think, you know, like, like you were saying, you know, it was, it was a major struggle in the beginning just because, you know, we weren't familiar with that kind of legal language. Nope. I still don't. Understand. <laughs> <laughs> I don't like trying to navigate this whole uh, legal system and, and like things that are necessary and, and uh, to do by the book, you know, all the mm -hmm. time. It's a lot to keep up with. And so I really appreciate you like making sure we stay focused uh in that regard because I, I would i would be lost to the winds with trying to understand you know what are we actually supposed to be doing again oh yeah okay <laughs> yeah I'll, I'll make a checklist to make sure like yeah we actually do that so that we don't get fined or something you know like <laughs> so just i think growing more as an organization is going to be really exciting because there's always room for growth and um i think people like what we're doing uh, yeah. So, yeah, I just want to continue to see that. Yeah, for sure. People like what we do. They're, they're like you said, like there are people reaching out to us for stuff now, like and even like a year ago plus that wasn't happening. You know, we had we, every now and again, someone would you know send us a message on like Instagram or Twitter or something. But yeah, now it's like it's at least every couple, if not every week, then at least every other week. You know, someone's kind of talking to us. I know recently uh, we became part of the Science for Georgia's partner network, which was great because I have been following Science for Georgia on Instagram for a while. And when they reached out, I was like, what? Are you serious? So that was cool. Um, we've built a relationship with the National Science Policy Network, which if you've been following us on social media, you know that today, later today we're actually doing an event with them. And then even, um, you know, one of the ones that has, I hope, it, uh, one of the ones that has been really interesting and I hope continues to build is with uh, Black and X and that whole thing and that movement, because there have been a lot of collaborations going on there. We've collaborated with some of the organizations that came out of that movement, such as Black and BioAnth. And because I'm an archaeologist, I knew about the Society of Black Archaeologists. So having Black and Archaeo Week with them was super important because I don't get to see a lot of Black uh, archaeologists that much. And then even in the summer, last summer, there was Black and Geoscientists, which again, like I know about the National Association for Black Geoscientists, but I know only other, like maybe two other people who might fit that qualification here at UGA. Um, and I'm the only black archaeologist at UGA. So just that alone was being connected to those places is always encouraging. And I can always look back on that. But yeah, like 
just in general, building those partnerships with those different networks and hoping that it continues to grow, um, not just for us, but for them too, because um, I think I think if there's been anything that we've seen over the last year, even, is that there are a lot of things that need to change. But I do think in the face of the things we've seen in the last year, that it it doesn't look impossible. It's going to take, it's going to be a journey just like everything else is. But I do think we might be seeing some watershed moments in science and a way science to communicate it. And I do think there will be an effect on, on black communities and the rest of the diaspora too, and how we see people who look like us become scientists. Yeah. I, I am excited. Yeah. And I mean, I, I can't, just keep going on without saying like you put a lot of work into this and I think it should be mentioned you know publicly because you know really without our social media presence without you know being able to do these collaborations with other people and make these connections you know I really don't know where we would be right now and I think it it goes back to you know everyone putting in so much hard work and and being excited about what we are capable of doing and seeing the potential that we do have and i think just going forward i think it's just going to continue to keep happening so Mm -hmm. yeah yeah i do i wish one thing that i hope comes to be is our i hope we get to build like a youtube channel that's one thing that i would really like to do because as we were talking to chanel about um couple weeks ago like we're big fans like i know you've talked about crash course chemistry i know i've talked to chad about crash course chemistry too like it sounds like a lot of us kind of like got through college because of crash course i know i did oh yeah i cannot even tell you begin to tell you how much crash course uh Mm -hmm. is indebted to me and my degree so (laughs) that's all i'll say about that but. No, both of mine actually, because um, I remember when I was like, oh, I'm going to be archaeologist. I started off watching Crash Course World History with um, with John Green, who wrote um, The Faults in Our Stars. If you've ever heard that about that, so that I started off with that, and then when I was like, oh, I'm going to do geology too, I was like, oh, well, oh, he has a brother who oh just happens to be a scientist, so that's super helpful. And I mean, you don't like you can't just sit here and tell me especially if you were like in middle school when all the the you know when the hype with all of the novels was coming out and you're like oh my mm-hmm. gosh john green oh my god <laughs> right. all of these romance coming of age novels and mm-hmm. then you get in college and you're like oh my god hank green hank green is hank. my dude like it's amazing <laughs> At least that was my story and how I transitioned right. from the two brothers. Um, still got love for them both, but Hank Green is pretty cool. I'm not going to lie. Hank Green is dope. Um, he has a TikTok that's pretty funny. Yeah, I just followed him, and oh my goodness. <laughs> nice. He's hilarious. Yeah. Yeah. And also, like, and again, I've, I know I've mentioned it a hundred times, and I just mentioned it a little bit earlier today, um, but Curse Scott is another one that I just look to for a lot of inspiration and, like, what I hope would be side YouTube channel will eventually come to be because like if you have not watched those little birds just running around doing sciencey stuff like i don't know like what you just not i i don't, I don't know like i don't know what you're doing to be honest like because they do a lot of it's just interesting like a lot of times it's like what if we like just set off a bunch of bombs and it's like yeah what if we did <laughs> it's like I was, should i be interested probably not i should probably be studying but am i not going to not watch this it's like no i'm going to watch it but I've so always wanted that... to know, so I will be watching. <laughs> exactly. Um, and then they have ones that it's like they've they've gone to the bottom of the ocean and shown all of that, like just going to different zones and the water column. And it's super well done and super well animated. And it's just like, I could watch this all day. They have an app that I bought. It's like three ninety nine. I'm like, yeah, I bought that. That's four bucks to help them. Yeah, yeah, sure. So it's just like, you know why not it's just like stuff like that like i I really like just thinking about how much content is out there and 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 it's not to knock any of those organizations like i I love crash course i love vlog brothers i love cursey scots but to have a youtube channel that could do something along that line with people who are black people who are other groups it it just if i would have had that in 10th grade this 
would have happened way faster. I would have wanted to become a scientist way faster, especially if it would have been done in, in ways like that. So that's kind of what I hope YouTube and a, a B-side YouTube could look like is something like that, that it inspires people to be scientists. It's just, it, and, that, and that's even, even that phrase, Jenna, I think you came up with that. And it's just like, it was like, it was so perfect. <laughs> and just one of those things where like you say, it and it's like, yeah, but like, and it sounds cheesy, honestly, like when I, it sounds cheesy sometimes, but there's no other way to put it. It's just like, it's that simple. Agreed. I mean, and I told you before we started that probably 95% of the time, it's just chaotic stream of consciousness <laughs> when I talk in general. And like inside, I'm all, I'm like level-headed, this like, my inner voice is super calm, super all-knowing. And I'm like, man, mm -hmm. I, I'm going to say what you're saying. And then, let's do it. Here we go. And But what comes out is not that. Um, <laughs> so I'm really glad that that one fever dream <laughs> um, like explanation explanation just like saying ah oh, be scientists uh -huh. like i'm glad that one stuck um mm -hmm. out of all the it stuck so well I, it's, it's amazing yeah I, I just throw spaghetti sometimes and just hope for the best <laughs> but so far so good so far so good <laughs> everyone everyone's just good i just it just like because it, it sums up so much i think what of what we're doing like and it's because you know we we don't make any apologies for being a black organization, but it's like you know we're not just we we focus on that because that's who we are. We're black people. Um, the entire board um, is made up of African Americans, um, but it doesn't. But also in our um, vision, it's for the good of all humanity is what it says, and we do stick by that. It's not just for us. Anybody can be a scientist if. If we can be scientists, anybody can be scientists, and it's just that simple. Like, I just, it's just, it really is just no other way to put it besides that. And it, it gets me through a lot sometimes because, like, if I'm having a moment where I'm like, and I know I'm not, you know, being a scientist, and I'm just like, oh, I'm just going to do whatever. I don't care. Like, I'm, I'm just going to not study today. And I'm like, okay, well, hold on a second, let's, let's backtrack. Like, we know if we don't do this, blah blah, blah it's going to happen. It's a cause and effect thing. So you should probably write this down. She probably follows solid scientific method, and just because of doing that, sometimes like I get back on track, and I'm like, okay, well, you know what? Actually, I probably should just be doing this, and I guess I am going to have to be a scientist today. So it's sometimes it really is that simple. Sometimes, yeah, I agree, I, and like for sure, like just going back to the the YouTube idea, like even though I I was able to you know do well in college and. You know, I had a support group that encouraged me to even pursue science in the first place. But without that representation, I, I really kind of felt like out of place in these spaces. Mm -hmm. And I think it resulted in a lot of uh, self-sabotage for sure yeah. for me, um, just going through college. And, and even today, you know, I still have, just like you're saying, like some of those moments where I'm like, you know, I, I can take the day off. It's okay. And, you know, we should be taking... We should take day off. Right. Yeah, for sure. Like, self-care is so very important. And I'll never stop saying that. Um, mm. But when, I, when I'm when i actively doing something that I know is self-sabotaging, mm -hmm. you know, I have to take a step back and say, like, you know, am I doing this because I actually don't believe in myself? Or mm -hmm. am I doing this because I'm just being lazy? Most of the time... <laughs> Most of the time it's a combo of the two, but I think I'm able to get out of that rut because I am surrounded by people like you and the rest of B-Sai, and I am surrounded by like the love and support that you guys bring to me and, and kind of like knowing, you know, we can depend on each other and, and mm -hmm. you know, how, kind of having that motivation to keep going is, it, it always comes back to B-Sai, so. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I don't know. It's It's just crazy, you know. Two years ago, it was really just an idea. I just remember like, I couldn't sleep that night, and I was like, I'm just going to draw this thing on the whiteboard, and, you know, I'll think about it in the morning. And I stayed up all night thinking about it, and now it's grown to be this. And there's a lot of – there are a lot of things that you look back on, and you just think, like, oh, man, I could have did better. But, like, honestly, in a lot of ways, it's, it's hard for me to think about that with B-Sides. Like, I don't know how we – yeah, there are moments where I could have probably 
done things slightly different, but considering what was happening at the moment, it's like those were some of the best decisions. And it's like even just like being like, I'm going to even though it was super stressful, like the 501c3 situation, for example, was like we could pay somebody. But literally, we have no money. So it's like, <laughs> so it's like, yeah, it's um, not a lot of options here. And not to mention, like, you know, you are in grad school, right? Oh, yeah. Like, you are transitioning from first to second year. One of the most difficult years mentally, emotionally, physically, like the yeah. whole nine. And trying to, like, you know, we would have these board meetings and you're like, I tried to call him again today. But, you know, I guess, you know, we're just going to st- remain hopeful. Haven't really heard much back yet you know, mm-hmm. getting these updates from you. And it was just like, man, like putting in so much work and, you know, just to not, not even know if it's going to actually work after <laughs> yeah. six months of like, I call them again, you know, we got to fix this thing. Got to fix this other thing. Oh, we need to actually do this one thing for a solid half of a year. It yep. can really take a lot out of a person. Oh yeah, it did. But um, <laughs> very tired. <laughs> yeah. So, um, yeah, it, it's it's kind of crazy that it's even been two years because, at you know, looking back on it now, it's like time flew by. But it did, yeah. In the moment, it really felt stagnant, didn't it? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I could do six months. Yeah. Nope. Not again. Not again. No. Please, not again. <laughs> yeah. I mean. But like, yeah, I don't know. There's, yeah, I, I just think about like even in like ten years, like what will be, and it's just like considering how f- fast in a lot of ways we got here, and then like how I'm watching a lot of the other new organizations like pop up, and I'm like, you know, if that's happening, you know, it's it, I guess it just it's gonna happen, you know, and. There are things I want to kind of talk about right now, but we have a board meeting tomorrow to talk about it. But if those things happen, you guys are going to, to the average listener, I'm sure it'll be amazing for you guys. I know it could be wonderful for a lot of scientists that we haven't even met yet. So if those things happen and it comes to be, then like it's just, it's just hard not to think that B-Side won't be one of, won't complete its goal in becoming um, a premier scientific organization, which is the mission works, which is the vision. And, you know, the mission is just to make sure that people be scientists. So, I mean, it's, it's not a lot to say besides that, honestly. So I don't know if you want to add anything to that, Jenna. I guess the only other thing is, you know, as, as be scientists continues to grow as well. Like it's always exciting to see, you know, after you've like sent them an email, like, Hey, this is who we are. It always feels like, like a, we're talking to a celebrity moment, right? Like talking to <laughs> people that look like us in the STEM field and we're like, all right, please respond, please respond. Right. And we'll get that. Yeah, I'll do it. And I'm like, oh my God, <laughs> an actual scientist wants to talk to us. Right. <laughs> wow. <laughs> you know? Exactly. Like, so that's exciting. And it, it, it just brings joy to, to my heart to, uh, to be able to continue to do this and, and, you know, continue to be scientists. Exactly. So. <laughs> Just to tie it all back. <laughs> yeah. So after today, honestly, we're going to have, we might have like, like a string of like five episodes or something like that, where we're just going to have nothing but like interviews with some pretty, some pretty damn good scientists. I mean, we had Chanel on here last week and like, you know, that was, that was pretty much the start of it. Like, so we, we've been working hard on that. We've, we're lining up interviews where if you want to, if you're, if you happen to be um, a scientist who wants to be on be scientist, please let us know. Uh, we'll figure that out. We're still working on getting more of the board members on here because again, like we had a lot of good feedback from um, Dr. Tolson being on here. Um, so I'm sure like having chat on here would be great because he has his own podcast, the square round table. If you guys haven't listened to that, Khalil is into the comic world and like, just ways and just ways I can't like even explain. Like if you ever hear him talk about comics, it's just amazing. Um, and then like he, he, as someone who he he's just super supportive of science, and it's just always amazing to see something like that. So like having more of the and then Janae's a neuroscientist, so it's just like we got the people. <laughs> like it's just we got them. Like we can make it happen. So I'm excited. Um, I'm excited to have other scientists from other backgrounds on here. And yeah, I think 
I think you guys are going to be super excited to see where we start to go from here on out. Tomorrow we'll have our board meeting and I'm sure we may have some announcements going forward. And yeah, I mean, thanks for sticking with us. Stay connected with us on the Instagram. Uh, the Instagram, who am I? The Instagrams. <laughs> I'm getting old. Um, but yeah, like just like mentioning the board members, you know, this whole week, was reflecting on who they are so you Mm -hmm. can get to know who they are uh, before we can have them on the show and and like with dr chanel like we already had her so just to give you a reference point you can check them out and see who they are and who we're talking about every time we gush on on all the four (laughs) members who are amazing people right so yeah 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 that's all i wanted to mention dope dope (laughs) no i appreciate it but yeah we're gonna get out of here um thanks for sticking with us for two years um, this podcast is another thing that happened. You know, we wouldn't be talking to you guys without it. And that was Jenna's idea. So it's just like all of these things happen. Um, and I, yeah, I put in a lot of work to um, help make it happen. But honestly, in a lot of ways, it, it was a lot of the board just being here and like without them, it wouldn't be possible. So just going to just last last interjection. <laughs> Understatement of how much work <laughs> a complete understatement mm-hmm. all right continue all right fair enough but you know um we're super supportive as you can see so um we're excited for where our future's going um thanks for sticking us with t- for these last two years and one day maybe you know one of you out there right now listening could be part of b-side as a board member as a member um we're always willing to collaborate with people we have a lot of things and we're sure we, we we would appreciate your ideas and feedback so please send us an email at contact us at the bside.org you can find that on our website b-side.org and keep listening that's one of the best ways you can help us is just keep listening and tell your friends about it you know if you tell your friends like the podcast grows and we could maybe even get a sponsorship which would go right to making more science happen so you know with that said um please be scientists and we'll catch you next time Be Scientist is a podcast by the Black Science Coalition and Institute, or B-Side, a 501c3 nonprofit. Be Scientist is hosted by both Jenna Carpenter, chemist, and B-Side's research and development officer, and Jordan Chapman, geoarchaeologist, and B-Side's president. Music is produced by Delarallo, and lyrics are by Ed Gunner. Special thanks to Michael Mike Caston Marshall and the Plaza Abbey Studios. If you'd like to donate to B-Side, visit our official website, bside.org. That's b-sci.org. Your donation supports the B-Scientist and B-Sci's other projects. We couldn't do it without you. So please tune in next time and always be scientists.